0: Three, two, one. here we go broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe it's the matlock show he loves all things conservative politics and if there's a microphone nearby you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it and now a true original the common sense conservative here's your host matlock Oh, that's right. We're back at it. Thursday. Man, is this week going fast. Welcome in. I am Matt Locke, the loudest mouth in the South, making radio great again. Man, I can't believe. You know, I'm excited. Why? It's Thursday. The NFL opens tonight. The Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. I'll be on my back patio watching it in my global warming because it's beautiful down here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I'll be enjoying an adult beverage and maybe a cigar. Welcome into the program. Find me over at Real Matt Lock on Twitter, Instagram and Parlor. You can find me The Cartel Matt the Matt Lock Show on Facebook or just go to my website, themattlockshow.com. My last name is spelled L-O-C-K-E, The Matt Locke Show.com. You can find everything over there. Hats are going back up next week. Uh, we're looking at t-shirts, getting some merchandise out of there. I- I'm getting there, guys. You guys have been fantastic. The numbers have been great. You guys have been blowing up the show. Please keep that up. Share, retweet, follow, whatever it is. I'm back on uh, 95.3 MNC, Ms. Shanna's News Channel, this afternoon and tomorrow, filling in for Casey Hendrickson. So that's good, and I've got some other things in the works for next week, but I can't tell you until Monday. So you have to wait till Monday to hear that, but not big announcements, just some more housekeeping stuff that uh, I will be doing next week. Um, Quickly, this part of the program brought to you by ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. Get over to ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com, S-C-A-R-S, ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. Check out the website. They empower veterans. They sell great coffee. They allow these veterans to have a mission. They put them into small groups. They sell coffee. They get paid. It's amazing. The coffee's great, but more importantly, it helps take care of the veterans that we love so much here at the Matlock Show, so please head over to Scars and Stripes Coffee. Share it on your social media. Follow them wherever they are. I think they're on Facebook and Instagram, so follow ScarsAndStripesCoffee.com. Get over there and order you some coffee. It's fantastic. You'll be empowering. Veteran, Scarsandstripescoffee.com. proud sponsor of the Matlock Show. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. do it now. All right, an update. Uh, Hurricane Dorian, um, it's climbing up the East Coast, and uh, we we got lucky. You know, as 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 a country, we we're very fortunate. That a Cat 5 or a Cat 4 hurricane didn't make landfall in Florida, Georgia, South Carolina. It it, it may not even make landfall in in North Carolina, but uh, it is being reported that a reinvigorated Hurricane Dorian roared toward the Carolinas today, bringing tropical storm conditions along the coast and flooding in Charleston, along with threats of tornadoes across the region, including northward into North Carolina. The National Hurricane Center said at 10 a.m. this morning, this is Thursday, that Dorian is a Category 3 storm. With maximum sustained winds of about 115 miles per hour. It was located about 65 miles southeast of Charleston, South Carolina. And 165 miles south-southwest of Wilmington, North Carolina. Moving north-northeast at about 8 miles an hour. If you remember, it got stuck over the Bahamas and just sat there. For almost, oh I don't know, a day and a half crazy as a category five hurricane just caused massive, massive destruction. Well, this thing has picked up speed. It is running up the coast at about eight miles per hour. It's got some rain bands. Um, it's still a cat two storm. So it still has about 115 mile an hour winds. Uh, they've been saying it on, on Fox this morning. It's, it's fluctuating between a cat two and a cat three, but, uh, As of early Thursday, the South Carolina Emergency Management Division said utilities were reporting more than about 200,000 power outages. Duke Energy, in a news release Wednesday, said it expected the storm to cause about 700,000 outages in the Carolinas and that it brought in resources from 23 states and Canada to respond as soon as it was safe to do so. Hurricane was a Cat 3 storm Tuesday, then dropped to a Category 2 before regaining strength last night, according to the National Hurricane Center. Hurricane force winds were extending outwards up to 60 miles from the center while tropical storm force winds were extending outwards up to 195 miles per hour. The results of this storm actually have not changed just the category which at this point whether it's a 2 or 3 doesn't really matter. So there's your update on Dorian. Uh stay safe, Carolinas. Make sure you know there's going to be some low level flooding. There's going to be winds, maybe some tornadoes spun up out of this. Please be safe. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. You know, everybody, make sure you take shelter. Um, you know, hopefully, people aren't going to be spending time in their attic like they did in the Bahamas. I saw that video. Oh my gosh! You know, people were actually stranded in their attics in the Bahamas. That that's devastating, and you hate to see that. And you know, in the amazing thing out of all of this, I was laughing this morning. Fox News, and like I said, you know, we don't have a lot of choice these days. Um, I'm going to be up on America's Voice News next week. Testing today and tomorrow. Got my green screen in yesterday. It's going to look good. Uh, my office, just so all you guys know, it's it's amazing for a podcast. I've got it all soundproof. The sound sounds good. I got my foam up. I mean, it looks great. My office is about eight foot by eight foot. I've got a nice desk here. I've got three monitors. I've got two cameras. I've got laptops and iPads, and you know, I can do all the technical stuff for a podcast right here easy peasy, right? But for a television show, you have to look good, you know? So the studio looks fine, but right behind me is a door out of my office. So when you walk in the door, you walk right into my desk. Uh, You know, the the room, like I said, is about seven and a half by 8, and the desk is on the far side of the wall where I've got my camera shooting backwards, so I got the door in there, so I had to buy a green screen. We're going to put some nice stuff up behind me, make it look good. We're working on intros and outros. I was doing some B-roll stuff last night, pulling quotes, all that stuff for B. I'm probably going to record some things today just to give over to America's Voice News, but uh, we are going live next Monday. My time slot's going to be 12 p.m. Eastern every day, 12 p.m. Eastern, noon. Every day, Eastern, I'm going to be on America's americasvoicenews.com for one hour every day, bringing you the hardest-hitting, straightforward, blue-collar news you'll get from any other source. You need to check it out. Like I said yesterday, Fox News just, they're getting a little Libby on us. They're getting getting—they're getting wonky and a little left on us and whatnot, and it's just crazy. And if you want to fight that, if you want true news, head over to America's americasvoicenews.com or America's Voice, News without the www. All right. So, last night, I have to chuckle at this because last night CNN had a 7-hour fiasco. I don't even know if I want to call it a town hall. It was a, I didn't watch it by the way. I'm, I'm going to give you full disclosure here. I didn't watch it. I, I I was working on B-roll last night. I was putting up a green screen last night. I was doing stuff to the studio. Um, I had to run to Target. I had a bunch of stuff I had to do, and I didn't get done doing all the stuff I needed to do until 1030 last night. So I was busy. So I read about it all this morning, got up this morning, started reading about it, read several articles, and I'm like, well, at least I didn't waste seven hours of my time, which is what everybody else did who watched it, and so did CNN. They lost their money. But uh, Daniel Turner, Uh, told us about the winners and losers from last night's Democrat climate change town hall. Now, CNN, like I said, devoted seven hours to a series of town halls on climate change last night, giving 10 candidates from the Democrat presidential nomination the chance to discuss their wish list of extraordinarily expensive environmental proposals they would seek to enact if they make it to the White House. Now, where was Donald Trump? You know, where was the opportunity for a conservative viewpoint? See, that's what, that's what always drives me nuts. CNN, they're going to give the Democrats all the time they want. They're going to carry their water. Why? Because they have to. Why? Because that's the only way the Democrats can move forward. Now, there are a lot of freaky things that I've seen this morning that I'm going to talk about. But the biggest winner of the night wasn't even on stage. It was President Trump who has brought the American people, massive job creation, a stronger economy, lower taxes, a booming energy sector that has put us all on the road to energy independence. We don't have to worry about the daggone uh, OPEC cartel overseas. We're now exporting more oil than anybody else. We're energy independent. We're doing it in a multitude of ways. And what do the Democrats want to do? Take that away from you. Why? Because if you're successful, If you are self-responsible, you are not a Democrat. They cannot have this country be successful if the Democratic Party wants to be successful. So what did they do? (laughs) They went out there and told you all the ways they were going to control you. But who are they calling a dictator? Trump. Who's really the dictator? The Democrat Party. Now, another winner on Wednesday night was Renewable Energy, which was supported by all of the Democrat candidates. They all talked about it. But there were two big losers of the night. First, science. You know, these people tell us, they they, they tell you and I, we are science deniers. We are climate change deniers. And if you're Bernie Sanders, you shouldn't be in Congress if you're a science denier. But last night, one of the big losers was science. It was replaced by this magical fairy dust on the part of these 10 Democratic candidates who believe they can translate the hopes and dreams of environmental zealots into reality. The other big loser, you, who have no choice on the Democratic side for a candidate who advocates for sound environmental practices based on reality that will not cripple our economy and throw millions of people out of work. You! What are you going to vote for to put us out of out of out of business? Now I want you to think about this for a second. This came out yesterday. This always cracks me up. I'm going to I'm going to bounce back and forth here cuz the left just is not based in reality. They're not based in what you and I know, common sense practicality, private payrolls. Blow away expectations in August once again. The Democrat party is out there rooting for the economy to tank. They, they 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 need despair. They need failure. They need bad numbers. And here's here's how the daggone article was written. This is from the AP. This is what drives me nuts. There was far more than expected. Economist survey, surveyed by EconoDay had forecast between 140 and 160,000 new jobs. The previous month was revised down from 156 to 142. The August figure belied fears that businesses might slow hiring amid widespread fears that the economy could be slowing or approaching a recession. You see, they've been pounding. The, the left, they are trying to create a recession just by saying so. And and I say this every single damn month, these economists who their only job is to look at the factors of the economy, to analyze the numbers, to see what's going on, and then to give us an accurate picture of what we're looking at, they're always stunned. These experts are always stunned at the numbers. And it's like, that's your only job. You, you, it's like, you know, all of a sudden, oh, I was doing my job all month. Oh, jeez, oh, where did that come from? It's insane. I mean, if I was that bad at my job, I wouldn't have a damn job. It's so crazy. But they're like, oh, you know, unexpected. And, and, and they're all, I'm going to tell you today, they're all pissed today. All these liberals are sitting there saying, dang it. Why is this economy keep chugging forward? Because they don't understand. Well, let's put it this way. They do understand economics and what it takes to make a market work. They want to do the exact opposite. They need to. For the Democrat Party to thrive, it needs failure. For the Democratic Party to work, they need you to be dismal. They need you to be upset. They need you to look at this and say, oh my gosh, this sucks. I need to go a different way. That's what they need. And in their little recesses, in their little corners up in Capitol Hill and all over the place, they're up there cheering that the best the best economy in the world crashes. It's, it's, it's so insane. It's so wrong. And they're not, they they can't come out and tell you that. They can't come out and say, you know, we really hope America, it, it crashes. We really hope it stops working because we want to replace it with what our vision is. We want to replace it with what we think will work well. They want to replace it with their power structures, what they want to do. Now, it says, quote, businesses are holding firm on their payrolls despite the slowing economy. If the economy is slowing, how are jobs continuing to be created? At a record pace, 195,000? I mean, that is a strong August. 195,000 jobs. The manufacturing sector appears to have contracted in July, yet it added 8,000 jobs. So, once again, oh, well, the sector seems to be contracted, but it added 8,000 jobs. That's not contraction, that's expansion. Do you even know how to use your words? Contraction is when you have negative numbers. When you lose jobs, the economy, the sector added jobs. So it couldn't be contracting ADP. It's expanding. Education and health services added 58,000 jobs. The strongest sector in August. Leisure and hospitality added 42,000. Construction added 6,000. I'll tell you about construction. We live in a subdivision. We were the first 13 houses in the subdivision. We're the the candy row, I call it. We're the eye candy. You know, you drive down this road and you see all our nice houses, and it makes you want to get into phase two or phase three of the construction. I'm telling you, phase two is kicked in. I was talking to the building guy, I was talking to the general contractor. He's a great dude. Great dude. They've taken very good care of us here at Impression Homes. Love my house. It's, it's well-built for the money that I spent. Um, Jonathan is an amazing guy. He's the general contractor. They've done everything. they fixed everything. One year door-to-door warranty, five years on everything else. I mean, just amazing, right? But they are building, in phase two, 85 houses across the road. 85. All sold they're going to build phase three behind our house here in about another year for another 50 houses. So when it's all said and done, there's going to be about 150 houses in this subdivision built in the last two and a half years. Construction down here, way up. You should see the crews. I mean, they come in crew after crew, after crew, after crew of framing, roofing, mechanical, plumbing, uh, concrete, you name it. Ding, 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 ding. And they're just working nonstop over there. If you want a job, pick up a hammer in Texas. It is amazing. But yet, here is the left. Here are these commie bastards out there trying to tell you that the economy sucks. Now, it says the private payroll estimate is often looked at as a prelude to the Labor Department non-farm payrolls report, which will be released tomorrow. In a separate report, the Labor Department said jobless claims rose by 1,000 to 217,000, a number consistent with a strong labor Market. The left cannot wish this economy away. So, once again, here we are. The other big loser, you, who have no choice on the Democratic side for a candidate who advocates for sound environmental policies based on reality that will not cripple our economy and throw millions of people out of work. All the candidates promised green jobs. All of them claim their policies will create opportunities across America. But, Future promises pale in comparison to reality. Under President Trump, listen to this, we have record high, record high employment and the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years. We have cheap energy compared to the green energy in Europe where people there pay three and four times as much for their utility costs as we do. Three and four times as much as we do. Our abundant fossil fuels mean that despite hurricanes and Iranian hostility, gasoline prices remain very low, even at the height of summer. Gasoline prices down here in Dallas-Fort Worth are about $2 a gallon. Cheap. Democrats embrace a doomsday clock ticking to 2030, saying we must all get off fossil fuels by then. This is a constant fear-mongering tactic that Americans have finally grown tired of. We aren't ready to surrender our jobs, our stakes, our cars, our air conditioning or our heat for a socialist power grab. We want to be winners. And you know what? Trump's killed the left on that. Trump has shown America how to win again. And one of his key deals was, you know, you're going to get so tired of winning. You no, no you're not. See, Trump has completely moved the football on this whole deal and the left just does not know what to do. They have no clue what to do. They don't you, they can, you cannot you can never counteract winning. We are winners in this country. We want to win. We are arrogant. We are cocky. We want to win. We are proud of who we are as Americans, red-blooded, patriotic Americans who are self-sufficient and self-responsible, and the left is dying. The Democrat Party is shrinking, and I've said this so many times in this program, and I'll say it again. The Democratic Party is going to be replaced by some kind of progressive socialist statist deal, and the Democrat Party is going to go by the wayside. It'll be gone in the next 10 years. It'll be taken over by people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. It'll be gone. Democrats, do a moderate Democrat does not exist anymore. They say Joe Biden is. They say Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. And I can't believe I'm even saying that. But the Democrat Party is in ruins. I mean, it is going up in flames right now. It won't be there in 10 years. And they know it. They know it. So what do they do? They hope and pray America loses. That's really what they do they hope and pray that america loses who wants to vote for that i mean no one likes a loser i mean there's got to be winners and losers don't get me wrong in everything you do there's a winner and a loser it's not a sum it's not a sum net zero game you know you, there are a lot of winners there are a lot of losers it doesn't mean for every winner there's a loser but in this country we are winners We are winners. We want to be winners. We want to be the best at what we do. We cheer on our football teams. We do our best at our jobs. We do our best at our hobbies. We do our best at radio, making radio great again. That's exactly what we do here. We are winners, and the Democrat Party cannot beat that out of our DNA. And they know it. So what are they going to do? They're going to force you. They are going to force you to fall in line with them. Hence, they want to take away your Second Amendment right. Because when they take away your guns, then they can take away your First Amendment right, which is your free speech. And then they can shove all this Green New Deal shit straight up your backside and you'll like it. This is the ultimate goal of the Democrat Party. They can't tell you that. They can't come out there and say, you know, we want to destroy the free market system so we can replace it with what will put us in power. Look at Bernie Sanders, owns three different houses. Look at Elizabeth Warren, multimillionaire. You look at these people, they're all rich. Joe Biden has three houses, a mansion, lives in an apartment for $20,000 a month. Can anybody, I mean, that's a half a million dollars a year to live to live in a domicile. It's crazy. Who, half a million dollars? And the Obamas just bought a $14, 15000000 million dollar mansion on Martha's Vineyard. Hence, they tell you what to do, but don't follow what they tell you to do. Because if they believed on all this hockey puck crap, if they believed in this hokey stuff, they would stop flying around on planes. They would stop driving vehicles. They would start using public transit. But they don't. Bernie Sanders even kind of says, well, I'm not flying. I'm not flying anywhere. How how else would I get to California? (laughs) A plane. So the new Green Deal hysteria. In all 10 candidates, cannot make Americans believe what science, math, and history show to be true. While it's true that the green energy the Democratic candidates embrace holds a lot of potential and has a bright future years from now, all of the candidates ignored a few inconvenient truths, if I may borrow a phrase from former Vice President Al Gore. First, keep in mind, the President of the United States is not a dictator. They keep saying Trump is, he's not. Many of the proposals... The Democrat candidates are sure to run into resistance by Republicans and even many Democrats in Congress. So just because a new president says he or she wants to take a certain action doesn't mean Congress will authorize it and fund them. That's the first hurdle. Second, green technology is completely sustained by tax subsidies and cannot survive in the marketplace without them. Now, you may ask, Matlock, for those of you in Flint, Indiana, who don't know what tax subsidies are, the government subsidizes the cost of the green energy. I'll give you a classic example. Northwest Ohio. Northwest Ohio, right across the border from Fort Wayne, has a great big wind farm. Great big wind farm. Probably about, I don't know, 70, 80 turbines. Every one of those turbines is subsidized by the government to the tune of about $13 million apiece. Now, I've talked to my buddy who works in concrete over there in Northwest Ohio years and years back as they started this wind farm. And I said to him, I said, you know, what in the world is going on with this? Because they're going out there and they are pouring concrete that is 40, 50 foot deep for these footers to these big wind turbines. Because these wind turbines are, you know, three, 400 feet in the air. They're huge, right? They need a footer. They need to be held there. So the concrete's immense. It's it's huge. The the turbine's huge. It's 13 million. And he told me, he said to me, he says, Matt, it takes almost 20 years for that turbine to become profitable. 20 years. Now, I want you to think about a machine running for 20 years because at 20 years, how efficient is that machine going to be? You're talking about being efficient as the day it's built right? in any machine, like I've got a 2009 Acura TL car, amazing car, amazing car. I've owned the car for like five, six years now. I love it. I bought it with like 65,000 miles on it. I've been driving the wheels off of it. Now I have 157,000 miles on that car. It does not run the same way it ran when I bought it. And it doesn't run the same day. It doesn't run as well as the day it came off the, the assembly line. It's got some miles on it. It's got some wear on it. It's a great car, but I would say uh, efficiency-wise, it's probably—if I had to guess—at about seventy percent, sixty-five to seventy percent of the efficiency it was when it was brand new. So think about that to your to your wind turbine. Let's say that it, the day it's built, one hundred percent efficient. In twenty years, after spinning for twenty years, how efficient is that machine going to be? It's not. You have to replace it. So once you break even, guess what? You're going to replace the damn thing, and you're going to go right back in the hole. So you're lucky. You're lucky with the wind turbines if you break even. If you break even. And that's what's going on. So you've got all this green technology. It's it's subsidized with tax subsidies, and it cannot survive in the marketplace without them. The candidates glossed over how to raise the trillions of dollars needed to fund these subsidies, a critical problem with various versions of the Green New Deal. And even less ambitious programs. You know, we have to face the facts. There aren't enough millionaires and billionaires, the group demonized by so many of the Democrat candidates, to pick up the tab for the green revolution the presidential hopefuls want to fund. So guess who's going to pick up the tab if there aren't enough millionaires and billionaires? You. You're going to pick up the tab. It would require massive tax increases on all of you, taking a lot of green out of your wallets and crippling consumer spending that fuels our economy and creates our jobs. So they want to tank the economy. The candidates and moderators almost completely ignored the fact that green technology is not at all green. It requires tremendous amounts of fossil fuels, in particularly the most targeted, coal. Coal forges steel. 900 tons of which is required for each wind turbine. Coal is the main ingredient, concrete. 2,500 tons of which is required to anchor each wind turbine. Just told you that. In other words, without coal, you don't have wind power. The other problem of the greener tomorrow is electric vehicles. I want you to think about this. Tesla, like all electric vehicles, are reliant on enormous tax subsidies to make them affordable to you, <laughs> And it is curious, maybe even unfair, that at the same time taxpayers provide thousands of dollars to purchase these cars, Tesla's founder has become a multi-billionaire without incurring the wrath of any candidate. And Teslas, just like all electric vehicles, need to be forged with steel, which requires coal. electric vehicles also require tremendous amounts of rare earth elements, most of which are not found in America, requiring, get this, China to help us. If we force consumers to only buy electric vehicles, we are basically building China's economy, just like we did when we moved manufacturing out of the Rust Belt. See, the left just, that once again, These idiots cannot hide their disdain for this country. We don't want to build up China. We're right now. I mean, look what Trump's doing with China. He is killing them. He is finally bringing them to their knees. He is finally making them play. And I've got got an article here that here's what Trump's trying to do. Once again, winning, right? U.S. seeks partnership with Australia to break China's hold on rare earth mining. The Pentagon is hoping to team up with Australia. To construct a rare earth processing facility that would permanently break China's hold on an industry crucial to high-tech manufacturing and weapons development, Voice of America News reported on Monday. Here you go. Once again, Trump is doing the things the Democrats are promising you they want to do. Why wouldn't you not vote for Trump? Why would you I mean, the Democrats are never gonna they're never gonna admit to this. They're not gonna say, oh yeah, well, Trump's doing nope. Never going to happen. But once again, if you want electric everything, China's going to have to play ball with us or we're going to have to seek partnerships elsewhere that break that hold. Now, the outlet noted that securing a reliable source of rare earth minerals is one of the Pentagon's highest priorities for the benefit of both America's armed forces and those of allied nations. Under Secretary of Defense for Acquisition and Sustainment, Ellen Lord, told reporters Monday, the Pentagon's highest potential avenue is to build a rare earth processing facility with Australia in order to take care of the Pentagon's needs and the needs of other international allies. The challenge is really the processing of them, rare earths, and having the facilities to do that. Quite often, China mines them elsewhere, and brings them back to China to process them. About, listen to this. About 80% of rare earth minerals imported by the United States come from China. And in 2017, China accounted for 81% of the world's rare earth production, according to data from the U.S. Geological Survey. Rare earth minerals are needed in U.S. military jet engines, satellites, missile defense systems, and night vision devices. We're concerned about our fragility in the supply chain, especially when an adversary controls the supply. Here you go. China controls that market. What does the left want to do? They want to make us beholden to China. I'm telling you, I saw an article the other day, and I would not be surprised at this at all, because you know about Hillary Clinton's personal email server. You you know what Secretary of State, she had the personal email server, Clinton email. She deleted all 33,000 of these emails, blah, blah, blah. But she was carbon copying. She was blind carbon copying some Chinese company, right, that is known for espionage. I think she was selling our, our information to China. China's at war with us. Now, I can't prove that. But why else are you blind carbon copying every email that runs out of your server to China where you just hacked and didn't know it? I mean, if that's it, you're just stupid. So either Hillary Clinton is just that stupid or she's just that devious, right? But here we are battling China, and this is what we're dealing with. All right. So um, I want to get over to uh, Joel Pollack over at Breitbart. He said, the craziest thing said at the CNN Climate Town Hall. So over the course of seven hours— The top 10 Democratic candidates for president in 2020 committed to radical solutions to climate change. A problem that, assuming the worst-case scenario are true, will result in our grandchildren being much richer than we are instead of much, much richer. Set aside for the moment the appalling wastefulness of devoting seven hours of primetime programming to the subject, clearly CNN wanted to make a political statement about how important it thinks climate change ought to be in the election. See, we don't care. And that's funny. CNN knows the average person does not care. We don't see the climate change. There is no climate change. They sit there and they tell us, you know, they lecture us and they say, oh, the earth's warming, the the, the seas are rising, blah, blah. No, they're not. No. It's called weather. Oh, well, weather and climate. are th-. Yes, they are. Stop it. You're acting like a moron. We all know that climate is connected to weather. Weather controls the climate. It's so stupid. And you know, Billions of years ago, the climate was different than it is now. If they think for a second that we, us little peon ants here, of humans, can destroy the climate, they're crazy. But CNN clearly wanted to make a political statement. And they think it's – well, they don't think it's – they want to push their climate change because, look, they're in on this too. CNN's in on this. They, they've they got their hand out. They're going to get their, their their palm greased. They're going to make a little bling-bling if they can get Democrats in office to push this because it's going to be a huge – tax burden on you. You think your taxes are bad? Now I'm getting ready to pay quarterly taxes here on the 16th. I'm going to be a pissed off man the 16th. I hate paying my taxes. Hate it because our government is ridiculous. They don't spend my money as well as I can. They do not save my money like I can. They just completely waste it. And CNN has got their handout saying, you know, we'll go along with you left. We'll go along with you as long as you give us a little piece of the pie. So given that the United States is the only country in the world, That has reduced emissions over the past decade and a half while growing its economy. And that's the main reason is the growth of hydraulic fracking, fracturing it's called, fracking, which Trump has supported and almost every Democrat candidate promises to ban. The only choice is to vote for the Republicans. That is, if you really care about climate change, otherwise you're just putting party before planet. See, that wasn't the point CNN wanted to make. Nor was it CNN's goal to expose the ignorance and extremism of the Democratic field. Yet, that is exactly what happened. Given 40 minutes apiece, the Democratic contenders showed that they are willing to de-industrialize the U.S. economy, put millions of people out of work, and lower the standard of living or tens of millions or more, all for the sake of science they cannot explain and do not understand. Let me, let me say that again. This is an important piece of this article. So, these aspiring Democrat candidates showed they're willing to de-industrialize the U.S. economy, put millions of people out of work, lower the standard of living for tens of millions more, all for the sake of science they cannot explain and do not understand. Now, CNN was partly to blame for all this because they kept making scientific claims that ranged from half truth to pure baloney. Again and again, for instance, moderators suggested that Hurricane Dorian was caused by a climate change or a sign of things to come, and it isn't. But give the network partial credit for for noting that plans like the Green New Deal will hurt mining and agriculture. Some of the candidates barely seem to care. Here were the worst ideas. Taxing carbon pollutants. Some call it a carbon fee. Others call it a carbon tax. Former U.S. Rep Francis O'Rourke was the only one offering a cap-and-trade system as an alternative. All believe that you should be paying more for fuel. None suggested making it revenue neutral, say by lowering payroll taxes, though South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg would redistribute the money to the poor. Now, number two, they want to ban fracking, with the possible exception of former Vice President Joe Biden, who agreed last month at the second debate that he would eliminate fracking and former HUD Secretary Julian Castro, who would back bans at state and local levels, all the Democrats want to ban the one innovation that has made the greatest difference for our planet in the last 20 years. Powered the economic recovery and made us less dependent on the Mideast and OPEC and the cartel. Three, ending oil and gas exploration and extraction on public lands. The Obama administration tried it. Never mind that some public lands have been specifically set aside for oil and gas development. There seems to be little thought about the impact that would have on the U.S. economy, on fuel prices, national security, nor is any credit given for industry advances in environmentally friendly technology because they don't care. They don't want it. Banning nuclear energy, here's the big one. Perhaps with Nevada, the fourth state in the 2020 primary contest in mind, most of the candidates objected to nuclear energy because of challenges around nuclear waste storage. Only businessman Andrew Yang and Senator Cory Booker offer defenses of nuclear power as a zero emissions alternative, with Booker making the obvious argument, if you believe we need reduced emissions quickly, nuclear is the only way, and he's right. Nuclear is the only way. Now, finally, the big thing, they want to ban plastic straws. Discourage eating meat and eliminate incandescent light bulbs. Oh, my God. These people are brainiacs, I'll tell you. Senator Kamala Harris admitted that paper straws suck. Oh, she said useless. But wants to ban the plastic ones anyway based on pseudoscience. Booker, a vegan, says you can eat what you want. Thanks, but the rest want you to find another source of protein and the candidates mock Trump for holding the imposition of energy efficient bulbs, seemingly ignorant of health risks. The craziest, the craziness didn't end there. Biden claimed or blamed climate change for the cancer and the genocide in Darfur previously thought to be the fault of Arab militias slaughtering, raping, and displacing black African civilians. Um, Buttigieg said he would explain climate change to folks in the heartland by telling them God thought greenhouse gases were a sin. <laughs> Bernie Sanders suggested global population control, and I'm going to get to that here in a minute. This is insane. That's where I'm going next. But uh, Bernie Sanders suggested global population control encouraged by organizations that promote abortion abroad. They all want to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement. None wants to submit them to the Senate for ratification. But several wants to eliminate or evade the filibuster to pass the Green New Deal, the Green Socialist Manifesto, written by one Alexandria casio cortez Wow. You know, and they talk about, I think it's funny, they're all going to bypass the regular deals that happen in Congress. They're all going to bypass what goes on, and they're just going to write executive orders, but they're all mad. Oh, Trump's a dictator. Who's really the dictator? They're telling you what to drive. They're telling you what energy we should have. They're telling you what to eat. They're telling you what straw you should have. They're telling you how many ounces of soda you should drink. It is almost unbelievable, and yet they sit there and they look you straight in the face, and they tell you Trump's the dictator. They tell you Trump's the one that wants to rule your life. They tell you that Trump's the moron. They tell you that they're the right ones when they are the ones that want to tell you everything to do. Now, if you don't think this is crazy, this next thing we're going to get into is whack-a-doodle. But when you're talking about Bernie Sanders, is that the only thing you can call it? I want to take a quick moment, head over to the matlockshow.com, L O C K E, the matlockshow.com. Click on that Verve Forever link. It's CBD oil. CBD oil, CBD cream, they've got it for your pet, for you. It is fa- I'm going to tell you, I said this yesterday, I'm going to say it again. We've been giving the pet CBD oil to our oldest boxer who's nine and a half. And I'm going to tell you, we have noticed a distinct difference in him. I mean, he, yesterday, you know, normally he, he's got hip dysplasia and, and it's, it's genetic in that breed. So what happens is he has pain and inflammation in, in his back legs. Because if you know, we have boxers. They're very top-heavy. They're very barrel-chested. And then they got small butts. I mean, it's really what it is. They thin out to the backside. So what happens is they walk forward on their front paws, and then their back legs have, you know, they're very susceptible to what's called hip dysplasia. And it it gets in their hips and back legs, and it causes them to have aches and pains and a hard time to walk. So we've been dealing with this now. And he was, I'm going to tell you, about three weeks ago, I was really close to looking at my wife and saying, we're there, we're we're there on this. This guy is hurting. He's laying around. He's falling down because he can't support himself on these legs. He's having a hard time getting around and all he does is lays around. And he eats, pees, and poops. No way to go through life, right? So we put him on Verve forever. The dog CBD oil. He's been on there since Saturday. Today is Thursday. About yesterday, he's all over the house now. I mean, it's crazy. Normally, he'll come in. You know, he'll get up in daily routine. We'll get him up. He'll eat. He'll drink. You know, he'll go out and go to the bathroom, and he lays right back down. He'll lay back down. He he doesn't move around. He'll lay there. He'll get back up three or four hours later, go outside, go to the bathroom, go pee, poop, whatever, come back in, lay back down. And that was kind of his daily routine. He didn't move around a lot. Yesterday, the dude's all over the house. He's all over walking into the front room because we have, my front room is like a den. So I got a couch and a TV in there and the, and the dog crates for the two dogs that we do can't crate because we have three boxers. Unbelievable. we got a circus here of dogs. But Samson, if you saw him on Facebook or or Twitter, he's a Verve ambassador now too, like me. But now he's been on the CBD oil, starting to move around. I mean, he's moving around, walking around. He went outside and walked around, spent some time outside, stretched his legs, a lot more stable. I mean, I would say there's probably, in in just looking, probably about a 60% change in his behavior for the good. And if that's going to help him for the next year or two, Heaven forbid, I will buy all of the Verve Forever CBD oil they've got in stock. So you should too. Head over to thematlockshow.com. Click on my Verve link. If you use Verve 25, V-E-R-V-E 25, you're going to get 25% off today. I think they're still giving free shipping for anything over $100 ordered in the continental United States. Head over to the thematlockshow.com. Hit that Verve link. Use Verve 25. Get your CBD oil cream for your pet today. Do it. It works. There you go. All right. So. Back after this, right? Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. He is a piece of work. So the town hall I just covered in the first forty minutes of this program. I I want you to listen. So Bernie Sanders says abortion will help fight climate change. That is how crazy these idiots are. Let me make sure I'm unmuted here. It looks like I am. Turn that up there. Unmuted. I want you to. All right, here we go. I want you to listen. To what Bernie Sanders says here. Let me make sure this is gonna play. Yes, we here we go. Once it rolls up here. Come on. Oh, got an ad. If here. the fish are biting Hold on, we're gonna let the ad roll. So we'll play after the ad. It's got about another seven seconds. Hang tight, YouTube. I'm telling you. Here we go. I'm gonna push this back on. We're gonna go in about one second. Here we go. Human population growth has more than doubled in the past 50 years. The planet cannot sustain this growth. I realize this is a poisonous topic for politicians, but it's crucial to face. Empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Well, Martha, the answer is yes. And the answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America, by the way, have a right to control their own bodies and make reproductive decisions. And the Mexico City Agreement, which denies American aid to those organizations around the world that, are, uh, that allow women to have abortions or even get involved uh, in birth control, to me, is totally absurd. So I think, especially in poor countries around the world, uh, where women do not necessarily want to have large numbers of babies, and where they can have the opportunity through birth control to control the number of kids they have, something I very, very strongly uh, support. Uh, I, want to, uh, I want to introduce... Uh... Wow. Wow. I mean, here you go. But it, it, you know, we've got to have birth control. We have birth control in this country. And I'll tell you, abstinence works 100% of the time. You know, I'm not gonna get, <laughs> uh, I, I got into the birds and the bees one time on the conservative cartel. I'm, I'm not gonna do that because you guys are all adults. I mean, you know how this works. I mean, if you don't have sex, you can't have babies. It's just that simple. You know, I don't know how much easier I can make that. But here you've got Bernie Sanders out there lecturing us that women ought to have a choice. And because, you know, if you get rid of Roe v. Wade, it will hurt the climate. These people, I mean, they call us the science denier. You know that our reproductive rates are way down, way down from what they were. You know, no one's having babies. Hell, you can't. You know, you can't get together anymore because all these liberal idiot women. I mean, you know, they don't shave their armpits. They look like a bunch of scallywags. You know, they don't want to have sex with you. And who the hell in their right mind wants to marry a liberal woman? They're crazy. Look at Alyssa Milano cookies. No right-minded man wants a woman who is going to sit there and lecture him about the environment. At least a real man, a guy that wants to go out and hunt and fish, burp, maybe fart, drink a beer, you know. But we take care of our women. You know, I put an I put an something the other day. I put this up. I want to see if I can find this. It was so damn amazing. Uh, let me see here. I got to run over to uh, uh, the cartel map on Facebook as I'm sitting here doing this. But uh, Freedom Heart. My good buddy, Chris over there at Freedom Hard, had shared, um, you know, the last time we saw when hurricane hit Houston and all of the uh, Cajun army and, and all these folks went down there with boats and helped people and whatnot. He put up this amazing deal. Let me see if I can. I'm almost there. I don't know when that uh, went up, but uh, here it is. I found it. Here we go. I want to read this to you because it's a picture. And I think this was in Houston back in 2017, Hurricane Harvey. And I remember Ron Phillips and his brother Carl went down and they got in a boat and, and, and good God fearing men went to Houston to help people in the flooding and the hurricane. And here's what this says I want you to listen to this. It says, Let this sink in for a minute. And it shows a picture of a man with a beard. He, he's in a boat. He's got a woman in a wheelchair who's elderly and he is removing her from flooding of a hurricane. It says, let this sink in for a minute. Hundreds and hundreds of small boats pulled by countless pickups and SUVs from across the South are heading to South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Almost all of them are driven by men. They're using their own property, sacrificing their own time, spending their own money, and risking their own lives for one reason, to help total strangers. In desperate need most of them are them most of them are by themselves most of them are dressed like redneck duck hunters and bass fishermen that they are many are veterans most are well most are wearing well used give me hats t-shirts and jeans and there is a preponderance of camo most are probably gun owners and most probably voted for trump these are the people the left loves to hate The ones Matt Mox, the ones Maurer and Oberman just know they're so much better than. These are the quiet ones. They don't wear masks. They don't tear down statues. They don't, as a rule, march and demonstrate. And most have probably never been in a Whole Foods. But they'll spend the next several days waiting in cold, dirty water, dodging gators, water moccasins, fire ants, eating whatever meager rations are available, sleeping wherever they can in dirty, damp clothes. Their reward is the tears and the hugs and the smiles of the terrified people they help. They'll deliver one boatload and then go back for another. When disaster strikes, it's what men do. Real men. Heroic men. American men. And then they'll knock back a few shots or a few beers with like-minded men they've never met in their lives before and talk about fish or that 10-point buck they shot or the benefits of hollow-point ammo or their F-150. And the next time they hear someone talk about the patriarchy or the male privilege, they'll snort, turn off the TV, and they'll go to bed. In the meantime, they'll likely be up again before dawn to do it again Till the helpless are rescued and the work's done. They're unlikely to be reimbursed. There won't be medals. They won't care. They're heroes. And that's what they do. That's what I'm talking about. There are men out there like that. The silent majority. The left can sit here and they can bash us and they can tell us and they can call us names and they can say we're deplorable and they can do all these things, but they're never, ever, ever going to tamp down the American spirit. And we sit here and we look at abortion. We look at the left. We look at what they tell us. We look at the stuff they're trying to push, and they just don't know. They don't understand you and I. They don't understand real men. They don't understand men who will give their life to protect their family. They don't understand that. They don't get it. They want to take your guns away. They want to take your rights away. They want to take your freedom away. They want to take your self-responsibility away. They believe that you cannot take care of yourself, that you need them, and you don't. That's the real Issue of the 2020 election. Do you want to win? Do you want to be winners? Do you want to be real men? Do you want to be self-responsible? Or do you want to be a bunch of pansy, beta male, Francis O'Rourke type idiots on the left? Now, I'm going to tell you, I've got uh, one more article here I want to get to. Before I do that, head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. Be a real man. I'm a flip-flop guy. Y'all know that. In the summertime, I'm in golf shorts and flip-flops 95% of the time. It's hotter than snot down here in DFW. It's about 100 degrees, and it's September. But you know what? I love that. I love warm weather. I can take more clothes off than put on. And you know, that's a bad picture in your head right now. I get it. But I am from the Midwest, northeast Indiana. I've lived through winter for 43 years of my life. I have not done that in the last two years. And God bless Texas. No, I don't have to get out there and shovel or snow blow the snow. I don't have to deal with wind chill factors or anything else. I can wear my flip-flops, and you can too. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. Use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E, 2-5, and you will get 25% off of anything on their website. How amazing is that? They've got merchandise. They've got jewelry. They've got shirts. They've got flip-flops. They've got schmogs. They've got all kinds of stuff. you got to head over there and check it out, CombatFlipFlops.com. Use LOCK25. Get 25% off today. You can get the zero-rise flop operators. You can get the regular flop operators. You can get the AK-47s. They got the men's and they got the women's. They've got shoes. It's amazing. And they give a little bit of that money to educate Afghanistan women because you know what? They're bad for running and worse for fighting. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. Use Lock 2-5. Order yours today. All right. Last article here. Marianne Williamson. (laughs) This poor lady. I mean she crazy for one. Okay. Um, she's into the healing and the light and the tarot reading cards and all that stuff. But, uh, democratic presidential candidate, Marianne Williamson says if she's elected, she will work with Congress to create a cabinet level department dedicated to making the world a safer place. God bless her soul. Long-shot Democratic presidential candidate Marianne Williamson suggested in a new interview that she was surprised, get this, to find liberals are so mean and even lie, lashing out at a party treatment of her spiritually-tinged candidate campaign. Uh, Democrats are mean? Hey, welcome to the real world, Marianne! Williamson sat down with the New Yorker editor David Remnick for a wide-ranging podcast conversation in which she also denied being an anti-vaxxer. She was asked about her plan to take on President Trump with kindness and the politics of love, as well as the reception her campaign has gotten. She says, quote, I know this sounds naive, but I don't think the left, I didn't think the left was so mean. I didn't think the left lied like this. I thought the right did that. I thought we were... Better. Oh, light shines on yonder window, Marianne. (sighs) See, even Marianne is starting to understand what the left is. They're fake. The left is fake. They're going to, if you haven't figured that out yet, you're not paying attention. The left will tell you exactly what you want to hear and then do what they want to do. And I think it's funny because you've got about, what, still 20 candidates on the Democrat ticket? Now you've got – come on. Marianne Williamson doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning the Democrat nomination. Let's just say it now. She crazy. She ain't going to win the world over with love. She isn't going to do anything spiritual or Wiccan or any other thing, look at her tarot cards or read your astrology or your horoscope or your fortune cookie or whatever the hell she does, or read your palm or give you a psychic psychic reading. But this, I'm telling you, this is so perfect for what is really happening here because you're not going to see the mainstream media say this, but she says, I know this sounds naive. I want to read this to you again. I know this sounds naive. I didn't think the left was so mean. I didn't think the left lied like this. I thought the right did that. I thought we were better. She went on to say the haters in this country have been collectivized by political purpose. And added that liberal New York Times columnist Nicholas Kristof would have been her ideal Secretary of State before he condemned her candidacy. "Quote," but then I read that he can't stand me, so he probably wouldn't want to work with me. Well, I don't. I, I can work with people I don't like. I mean, it just depends on what their skill set is. But in the end, they all know. I mean, they all know. Marianne Williamson doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Andrew Yang, good luck. I mean, it's going to come down, and, and we've said this before, and. You know, just to finish up here, because I had a couple minutes, I saw all the videos of the bloodshot eye, the the, the red eye of Biden. That's weird. I don't know if he broke a blood vessel or what he did, but I'll tell you, I've seen the clip, the audio clips of him stammering through, um, what was it, defense bases all across the country that have affected climate change. I mean, in some ways, I feel bad for Joe Biden. And I said this, I was going back through, I'm doing some B-roll stuff for uh, America's Voice News. I'm trying to get some stuff together so they can do some intros, some outros, some, some buffer bumper music, that kind of stuff. But uh, back in the first week I started doing this, po- this, this podcast, I said, you know, I really think that Joe Biden has some kind of mental issue. Uh, Alzheimer's, dementia. He's got some kind of issue that I think he's dealing with. And, you know, everybody gets all pissy about that. They're all oh, mad like you're attacking Joe. No, no. Remember when they used to attack Ronald Reagan when he was 69? Ronald Reagan was 69 when he ran for president. In the famous line, you know, you remember Ronald's Well, you know, just because I'm more experienced than my younger opponent, you know, kind of stuff. But they attacked Reagan because he was 69. Joe Biden is 76. And mentally, I don't think he's all there. And they hide him and they limit his, his visibility. And what is it? It's Hillary Clinton 2.0. That's all it is. They have to hide him. They have to distract you. I don't think his heart's in it. And honestly, I think his mind is slipping. And you know what? That happens when you get older. I mean, I'm 45. I have a photographic memory, and I'm telling you, it's becoming harder every day to recall information the way I used to. Now, I still can. Don't get me wrong. I'm still as sharp as ever. It just takes a little longer to do it. It used to be instantaneous. I mean, I could remember something, boom, done. Now I have to actually concentrate on going to find that information in my brain and, and recalling it and bringing it back, that happens with time and alcohol. I mean, I do drink you know, adult beverages, so I'm probably not helping those brain cells. But mark my words, they're hiding Joe Biden. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on, but it is what it is. All right, an hour's come and gone. Can't believe that. Hey, join me this afternoon, 953MNC.com, 953MaryNancyCharlie.com. I'm filling in for Casey Hendrickson. Three more hours of Matlock Show Brilliance. I'm going to talk about lots and lots of things. You can be part of that. You can text. You can call. All that kind of stuff. Make sure you get over to America's Voice News. That's coming next week. Go like it. Subscribe. Follow. Whatever it is you want to do. You need to follow the Matlock Show. Let's blow the doors off the thing. News.com Coming on Monday. Hey, go find me at Real Lock, Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. For today, the Matlock Show. It's out. What is life? Life is about compromise. And realizing you can't always get what you want. Now you can always get what you want without compromise with the new Quattro pizza from Little Caesars. With two slices each of cheese, pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, and sausage and prosciutto, it's four tasty pizzas in one, all for just seven bucks. Take that, compromise. How's it feel to get literally everything you want in one large Quattro pizza, hot and ready every day from four to eight at Little Caesars? Hmm. Pizza, 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 pizza. Participating locations for a limited time plus tax. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.